0: And it's this, like, concept or this thing called time blocking.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and basically what it, it, the sort of, like, overall thing or, or concept is um, you set aside time in advance for sort of the specific types of things that you're going to do. Um, and so uh, rather than waking up every morning and making a to-do list and then, going down that to-do list and doing all these
1: things and that was this week's guest taylor monahan and we're going to be talking about how to juggle your life in crypto with your family life and she's going to give you some really great tips on how to effectively do that on this week's stash my crypto let's go Hey there, crypto friends! Thanks again for joining me on another episode of the Stash My Crypto podcast. Today I have my special guest Taylor Monahan. Thanks for being here, Taylor.
0: Thanks so much for having me.
1: Yeah, I really appreciate it. You know, we um, we actually met uh, you know last year at a local event here in Los Angeles because we're both in the Southern California area. And I got to meet uh, meet you before you had your child and you were still running a company. And so I thought it'd be a really great thing to to get you on the program and talk a little bit about some of those things and uh, how you kind of got into crypto and where you stand right now. And
0: Yeah, absolutely. Let's start. Stuff. I don't know. Where do you want to start?
1: Well, how about we start off by you just kind of tell me a little bit about how you got into crypto. What was it that, you know, springboarded you into crypto? into this whole industry and then why did you decide to really get into creating a company i think we'll start there and then kind of go go to the other stuff
0: yeah so i sort of got into this whole ecosystem uh mainly bitcoin at the time back in like 2013 2014 when the market was doing its bull run back then um And, you know, it was was exciting. I definitely was, like, you know, hearing a lot of good things about the technology, about the potential of the blockchain, you know, all Mm -hmm. of these sort of things that you always hear about. Um, But for some reason, I didn't really get super, like, ingrained or taken by Bitcoin or the community. Um, And then, obviously, when the market crashed and Mt. Gox happened and all of that fun stuff, I was definitely not uh it just wasn't really a great time there wasn't a lot of positivity in the air um and so let's see so then in like 2014 um the ethereum white paper started being passed around and everyone was talking about it um and the the same sort of things that initially attracted me to crypto and bitcoin uh you know started being talked about again and so got kind of into Ethereum, participated in their pre-sale, and then when Ethereum launched in 2015, uh, there was like no way to to send any money unless you did this command line stuff. Mm -hmm. And so we basically... You know, in in direct response to me not being able to move my funds around, we built this super simple open source tool. We published it on GitHub. We used, like, the GitHub pages URL, um, and it allowed you to create a new wallet, download and print that paper wallet, uh, and then send your money around. We basically just, like, shared it with Reddit, Um, like super casual posts. I think it has, like, 15 upvotes or something, Um, and then you know, kind of just chilled for a bit. And then people started asking for new features. Um, There were things that were happening in the ecosystem that we wanted to support. We wanted to make our product better. So we just sort of did that. Like it was very casual uh, at the beginning. And uh, it just it really grew and took off um, during 2017, when obviously we had the latest big bull run of, of craziness and ICOs and excitement and just absolute insanity.
1: Yeah, so so basically it just kind of came from your personal need in the industry, you know, it, it seems like, you know, you, I, I got into Bitcoin around the same time as well, 2014, the beginning of 2014 is when I first, you know, really understood what blockchain was, I got in, I was very excited about it. And then yeah, Mount Gox crash, and then we're in this bear market for a while. And I didn't, I, I literally just set it and didn't do anything with it for two years. So I missed, I missed Ethereum, I missed when it came out. I wasn't part of the pre-sale, but uh, that's awesome that you still kind of stuck with it. And, and um, you know, we're there checking it out. And then your whole this, this, this whole you know company that you've now built uh my crypto you know came from this need this desire to have a way to send uh your new ethereum you know bags that you have to and, and do it in a way that wasn't you know command line focus i think that's really cool that that, that you know you, you didn't necessarily set out to make a company but it really just derived from from the need that you had within the space
0: yeah exactly exactly and um It was so one interesting little thing is that the first sort of person that we we hired was actually a support person um, because that was one of the things that we struggled with a lot in 2017 was we suddenly had tons of new users and we had tons of users that uh, weren't necessarily the people that had previously used our product. You know, in the early days, it was a lot of crypto enthusiasts and technically minded people, people that were willing to, you know, get their hands dirty a little bit. Um, And then when we had these new users entering the space, we just had so many questions. And we had, we had people that were like, you know, making mistakes and losing their money. We had people that were, you know, emailing us like, what is this? You know, where can I get more information or like, how do I buy ETH or whatever? Um, And it was just it was it was an absolutely insane time.
1: Yeah, I mean, I remember, obviously, I I was I was around during that bull run, too. And I was producing content for beginners. I mean, that was that was the reason why I really got uh, going and, and doing something in the space from being just. Uh, a person who, you know, held Bitcoin and believed in the technology, I really decided that I wanted to try and help beginners because I saw kind of that lack, you know, that lack of, 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 of help for that. And you know, you're right. In 2017, the end of the the year, we saw so many new people coming in and just kind of having no knowledge. They're, they're fomoing into it, and then I remember, you know, you guys kind of having this this feeling of like being a little overwhelmed, right, during that time because there was just so many requests and so much going on. I mean, I'm sure it made it really hard to to develop your product, but also to scale it too to be at a point where you can handle that volume.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. And there's um. So there's obviously, like, the technical challenges. Like, we had to make sure the nodes would stay online, um, make sure that people could use our product in, in the technical sense. But the, I guess, more human side of it, both on our end, so like building a team that's cohesive and can work together and where everyone is contributing to the larger vision. Um, and then also on like the user end, like we had all of these people that were struggling to understand concepts, struggling to get into the space, struggling to invest in the ICO. Um, and it really hit, hit me that, um, you know, the biggest things that we have to overcome in the space are actually probably not technical they're much more human focused um and i think that we're we're seeing that and we're going to continue to see that both on the the sort of user experience end of products but also you know we have so many new companies that that did do an ico or raised a bunch of money in in 2017 um and how they um i guess kind of grow up or how they grow through the challenges in the bear market um is going to be really interesting to see
1: yeah i totally agree i think that we've seen a lot of that in 2018 during this bear market the companies that have survived and done well and they've grown and the ones that have kind of fallen by the wayside and i feel like your company my crypto has done a really great job of continuing to you know push the boundaries put new products out uh, and and really, you know, support your customers and your mission. Um, how do you guys feel you you have you have kind of scaled or grown during this time? And like, what 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 do you think that that really means for twenty nineteen?
0: So, I feel like a lot of times, like we moved backwards, like we did everything in a reverse order. So early on, like we kind of accidentally stumbled into this strong product market fit. Um, you know, everyone was using our product. We had so many people, uh, but we didn't have like a team we really didn't even have like a company, Um, you know, it was pretty, everything was pretty informal and it was very, very much like this open source project, not like a real product and not like a real company. So for us in 2018, the kind of the thing that we had to overcome was, okay, how do we build an actual company? How do we build an actual team? Um, How do we make sure everyone on our team is the best fit for our team? Um, how do we empower, uh, the team members to contribute, you know, in whatever way they can. Um, but also, you know, when, when we were in 2017, we were sort of very reactionary. Like everything that we did was, you know, we would look around and whatever the biggest fire or the loudest screams were, you know, we would like just jump and deal with that. Um, and -hmm. it was like that for, for months and months and months. And then when things started to, to calm down a bit, it was like, we had to figure out how to make decisions. And I think that for most companies, it's kind of the opposite. Like they set up this company, uh, they get their business cards, they make t-shirts for their friends. Uh, they have payroll, like they have all of that figured out. And then they are struggling to find like product market fit and get users. Um, but we definitely like went in the reverse order and it was so, um, I don't know, a bit off-putting. Like, the things that we struggled with in 2018 is not what I expected. Like, we really had to figure out how to build great culture. We had to set up payroll, like, real payroll for the first time and have real employees for the first time. Um, Like, these kind of basic things, but, you know, things that are massively important.
1: Yeah, you know, actually, I think... You're right in the sense of, of very traditional ways of starting a business. Maybe that's the that's not the way that most people go about it. But I think that you went about it the the most effective way. I think that you know in this day and age, instead of going about it the very traditional way of like, yeah, we have a company, here's our HR department, here's our marketing, here's what we, and then you go and try and acquire uh, clients. I think going with a product first or audience first approach, finding your audience first, and then building your company around that. Once you already have your audience, I think that's actually a much more effective strategy because in particular for cryptocurrency focused projects, I think the community is actually one of the biggest drivers and we've seen a lot of companies in crypto, I think go the opposite direction like you said the traditional route where they've they flesh out all these company things they have business cars they do it, but then they have no community no one to support them and they have no way to really like promote their product and their product is is not really streamlined for the customers they're looking for and you guys went the opposite way and maybe not necessarily on purpose but i mean i think the 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 results are actually really you know turned out really good and now you've scaled and added the pieces that you needed to your business as it was really you know in the time that was right i think
0: mm-hmm. yeah exactly exactly and that's when you know when i'm sort of at these conferences or i'm like writing articles or i'm tweeting or whatever one of the things that i really try to get people to understand especially in this space is this concept of like really like ship your freaking product like yeah. call it beta call it alpha uh get it do out a there. private thing like because you really um i think people people have this concept in their head that um, they don't want to put something out there until it's like perfect. Right. But the reality is, is like, it's never going to be perfect. Never. And even if it gets to a point where you personally think it's perfect, the second someone on the outside uses it, you're going to realize like, oh, it's not perfect. <laughs> and, and so, you know, getting that that constant stream of feedback early on and like, making decisions based on what people tell you about your product is so, so important. Um, And I really wish more people would kind of dive in and and start talking to their users and and getting users because uh, if if we had built our product, you know, to the best of our ability from the get-go, we would have, like, I think we would have taken a much different direction. Like almost every feature that we built Things that we address, things that we're thinking about now are, you know, in response to what we're seeing people struggle with. And uh, it makes it, it really like ensures that your product is in line with what people want, what people need, what people are struggling with. Um, and yeah, and the I mean, one of the biggest things that I've learned is that how I think about things and how I learn and how I discover things and how I use our product is vastly different than 99% of our users.
1: Right, and that, that kind of makes sense. I mean, it, you're somebody who has been in the scene, you understand, you know, you're coming from a much different standpoint than all these other people. And I, I feel the same way too. I always try and keep that in consideration that, you know, something simple to me is not always gonna be the same to somebody else, especially a beginner, or they're not gonna necessarily know instinctively to use it in a certain way. So, you know, really having that hand type of thing uh, built into your platform, I think, is very very effective.
0: Yeah, very, very true.
1: Well, you know, it, it, you know, in general, when you talk about building a company like this, being in crypto and having to juggle all of these things, it's, it's a pretty big task. And then on top of that, what I wanted to get in today is kind of talk to you a little bit about, you know, juggling family life with crypto life, because that's something that I personally have problems with. You know, I have a daughter, uh, she's eight years old, uh, going to be nine here soon. Her name's Charlie. And... You know, just being able to get enough crypto things going and content going, I, I feel like I'm sometimes sacrificing time, but, uh, you know, I feel like there's definitely ways to, to meld the two together. So I want to talk to you a little bit about, you know, your experiences and maybe, you know, you uh, you could tell our audience a little bit about what it was like having this company and then also then having a kid recently uh, and, and, and kind of we'll go in a little bit more detail that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So um so a little bit of background when i first started hiring people um i was i was obviously like i was working from home i had been working in sort of a remote environment for years at that point um and so it never even crossed my mind that i should like be hiring people and like getting an office or anything. I just wanted to hire like the most knowledgeable, the most skilled people. It didn't matter where they were. Um, and we, we've we continued with that. So almost like 100% of our team is remote. We have a few core people here in LA, but we also don't work together in person 99% of the time. Right. Um, and that's been... I mean, we can go into the challenges of, like, a remote company, but but in terms of, like, family life and freedom and flexibility, it's been amazing. Um, you know, obviously, having a child, and you know, is is something that, I'll say it this way, I think a lot of people that work, like, a 9-to-5 job or a 9-to-9 nine nine job, which is so common here in, in, in the States, um, when they are preparing to have a child or having a child or had a child, like daycare, um, and, and how they're going to afford that and how it's going to work and who's going to take care of their child. And is this a trustworthy daycare? Like all of these things are so front of mind. And for us, because I work from home, because my husband works from home, we just never even thought about it. You know, it's like, um, we, that's just our life. Like whoever's not working at the moment is spending time with our daughter. Um, and we both like work really, really, really hard and fast when she's napping. Um, mm-hmm. And we also, you know, and this isn't just because of our daughter, but we get to work in the, you know, sort of at the times that work for us. So for me, I'm a definitely a night owl. And so being able to work uh, in the evenings and at night uh, is way better than when I worked an office job. Um, and it's even more better now, even more better. There you go, Taylor. It's more even better. better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's even better now because, you know, she'll go to bed at like seven thirty or eight. And um, that's when I really crank on the work. So it's uh, there's definitely like some difficulties, but you know, the fact that we have this remote environment, the fact that so much of our communication happens on Slack um, it's been, it's been really amazing. And you know, even when I had just had her, like, I think I was on Slack, like, while I was in labor, like, in the hospital, like, checking in on things. I was like, <laughs> I was like, all right, like, let's get this on with. But also, like, I'm kind of sick of laying here. <laughs> and so I'd be like, you know, updating my team and, and chiming in on whatever they were talking about. Um, That's and same dedication.
1: Thing,
0: like <laughs> I mean, that's like the thing is, is like it's one way to look at it is like, oh, my God, she's so dedicated. But also, uh, I don't know if you experience this, you know, when you first had your daughter, but there are like so many hours of the day are spent breastfeeding in the in the first weeks and months. <laughs> And so that was another thing, like I could breastfeed and be on Slack. I could breastfeed and be on Twitter. Nobody right. knew, you know what I mean? I got multitasking.
1: I mean, that's pretty smart, but <laughs> yeah, there you go. That that's the ultimate. That's the ultimate tip right there. So for <laughs> all you expectant mothers that are in crypto or doing your own, your own stay at home job, you can just breastfeed and be on Twitter <laughs> at the same time or managing exactly. your team on Slack.
0: Exactly, exactly. <laughs>
1: Well, uh, you know, uh, right now, you uh, you're, you know, it sounds like you have a really ideal situation. And I think in comparison to a lot of people, you're right, uh, working this very nine to five ish type of job where. They have to be gone. There's a lot of concerns there. You're right. Daycare is a huge one because who's going to be able to stay home with the kid if they're if you're not going to have a parent uh, to do that? And you know, luckily I was in a similar situation. I was uh, building my web development company, and so I was also working at home when I had my daughter, and so I was able to be able to do the majority of of that. And I was essentially a stay at home dad, you know, uh, while my girlfriend was actually um, going out to the nine to five job, and so it's real, I think it's really cool that you have uh, both you and Kevin there at home to be able to do that.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's great. Um, I will just say that like, you know, there's things that you have to overcome. Like it's not just all like rainbows and unicorns. Um, you know, definitely like rebuilding my personal schedule, um, you know, finding the time for like deep work, um, you know, making sure that I do like actually spend time with my husband and our daughter or just my husband or just my daughter. (laughs) Um, you know, like we, you don't always want to be multitasking, um, or, you know, and you don't always want to be distracted. So, you know, especially now that she's getting older and she's, um, you know, moving around and crawling and grabbing toys and grabbing chargers and grabbing phones and grabbing (laughs) everything. Um, you know, it's, it's, um, yeah, it's like, okay, I'm going to set aside time to just, like, be with my family. Um, but the nice thing about that is, is that can be at, you know, 11 a.m. Or that can be at 5 p.m. It doesn't, you know, right. I, I can build a schedule that works for me personally, that, um, you know, works for my daughter, who obviously, like, doesn't really maintain much of a schedule at this point, <laughs> um, and, and works for the company as well.
1: Yeah, I think that's an that's an important thing to take in consideration. It's not only just finding time for you know for the the your child, but it's also finding time for your partner too, uh, which is important because I think a lot of times that gets lost when you do have a kid and you're trying to balance a work life, in particular, an at home work life. Because as much as it's easy, I think to be able to. Uh, manage those things because you, because you are at home versus being in an office, it also is a lot more difficult. A lot of times I think, you know, whereas obviously it's more expensive to do daycare, it's hard to be able to be at home, be motivated, stay motivated throughout the day and find those times where you can be productive, yet still give them a uh, required time to your family on both sides of the aisle.
0: Yeah. And this was something that my husband and I, you know, had to work through uh, in 2017 where, you know the entire world's on fire and you know um there was such there was so much to do and there were so many expectations of of myself our company our product etc that um you know because i work from home it's like very easy to fall into this trap where you just like work all the time um like literally just work all the time and there was like you know a period of time where it was like we lived in the same house Uh, We saw each other. We had conversations, but everything revolved around the business, you know, whether that was um, like the support tickets or who do we hire or how do we hire them or whatever. Um, And, you know, after a certain point, I was like, man, we haven't like just spent time together like we haven't just hung out and talked about something that isn't crypto or, or this company. Um, and so we had to like, you know, realize that is obviously the first step, but you know, then figure out like, okay, how do we balance all of this? Because it is, as you said, like it can be difficult to, um, like just actually dedicate time to not working when your work is in your house or on your phone
1: yeah so okay so then step one is work at home if you can that's an easier way to be able to deal with it step two is become a night owl because then you can focus more at work when the baby's sleeping right and then step three would be to uh you know to make sure that you're leaving time for for you know family and understanding that it can it has to be this balance you know this balance of these two these two things having work being a, a very large part of your day, but also finding time to be able to the family. What other tips would could you give somebody who maybe has or is in a similar situation that might be helpful to them? Maybe like a, an app or, or a website or something that's helped you to be more organized or make it easier for you to be able to give that time or, 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 to, or to find you know a way to, to be effective in your time uh, usage each day?
0: Um, Yeah, I don't know if it's like a specific website, but it's if you google it There's like a ton of articles about it Um, And it's this like concept or this thing called time blocking Mm -hmm. Um, And basically what it The sort of like overall thing or or concept is um, you set aside time in advance For sort of the specific types of things that you're going to do um, and so uh, rather than waking up every morning and making a to-do list and then going down that to-do list and doing all these things, um, you, you actually like in advance say, okay, um, during this time, I'm going to do these sort of like boring or, or grunt work type tasks Or this time I'm going to do, you know, calls Uh, or this time I'm going to do like deep work. So whether that's like, you know, coding or uh, doing more fun in-depth stuff or, you know, the stuff that you need not that you can't do in 10 minutes where you actually have to like kind of clear your head, sit down, do the work, work in that mindset for a couple hours don't task switch, don't, uh, don't get distracted, don't go on Twitter, um, you know, all those things. And, um, and then obviously an important one that people do forget is like downtime. And whether or not you have a partner or, or a child, like kind of scheduling or blocking out time where you can just relax or play video games or go on Twitter or right. run errands or whatever, those things are also like massively important. Um, and it's helped me tremendously because, um, especially as I, I kind of transitioned from being a developer to being a CEO, I was finding that, uh, like maybe like 90% of my day was just, or like 90% of my mind share or my energy was dedicated to, uh, switching tasks. So whether that was like, okay, I'm going to answer this email over here and, oh, wait, I have a phone call in 10 minutes. And, oh God, my daughter just woke up and is screaming, (laughs) um, you know, and I was finding that I was, I was really, really unproductive um, and I would often like go to bed being like, wow, I didn't get anything done today. And so by, you know, I basically I only do like calls or podcasts or those types of things um, in the mornings now um, and only on certain days. And then I leave, you know, sort of the early afternoon is usually like me time uh, or family time where I can just do literally whatever. And sometimes that's like playing with my daughter. Sometimes that's, you know, we take a nap together, whatever. Um, And then in the afternoon, like late afternoon evenings, that's when I kind of dedicate to um, like the more fun work, the work that doesn't tire me out, the work that I want to spend time on. And so sometimes that Sometimes I do get to get my hands dirty and code and that's super, super fun. Um, But, you know, sometimes it's like really diving deep into like recruiting or, you know, going through a pipeline of applicants or, um, you know, just catching up with the team and just having conversations with people and, and checking in and being like, Hey, are you guys okay? Like what's going on? Um, Whatever it is, I, I, you know, I just sit down and do it during that, that time. And it's, I'm so much more productive like this and I cannot recommend it enough for people.
1: That's actually a really great concept because I, I me personally, I find that I struggle with the exact same thing that – you know, I, I have my to-do list that I'm writing each morning and then you're right, I'm kind of, I'm over here, then I'm doing this email, then I have this phone call and I got this thing out. And so I think that the concept of blocking your time out ahead of time and saying, you know, from this hour to this hour every day, I'm going to be handling these types of tasks and then organizing them and knowing that that's when you're going to be doing that specific task. I think that, that is a really great tip for anybody who is juggling multiple things like that where they have to wear a lot of different hats, right, during each day.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's probably one of the best things that I've discovered. And I also am like sharing it with my team members now. Yeah, and I'm finding that they, you know, uh, yeah, I I didn't realize like a lot of people are in this same boat, even if they are, say, uh, a developer, or they're not wearing all the hats. um, It can still make them so much more productive. Um, And it also like it. There's something like that happens mentally or psychologically when you when you think about your time in that way, Um, especially with all the distractions like social media or Reddit or Twitter or whatever. Um, When you start to like kind of be like, okay, this this period of time is going to be dedicated to this. It makes it much easier to like, you know, if your phone pings or you get a Twitter notification to just like not deal with it.
1: No, that's a good point. Yeah, we're we're heavily distracted every day by I think a lot of these things, especially when we're in the internet, online business area, right? It's so easy to get distracted by those things. And so something like time blocking like this, I think, is is a really amazing tip. I'm you know, i inspired by what you've said because I, I struggle, too. And so thank you for providing that tip. And I think you're right. There's a lot of people out there that even if they don't necessarily work at home, but they're trying to juggle a lot of different things, family life with work life. I think that's a, a great overall tip for everybody.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: So you know, based upon this, I think that you know you've you've definitely got a really great handle on how to balance these things that that you've had to kind of deal with here over the last couple of years obviously it's been a lot of of of, you know change in your life do you feel like that change is 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 you know very focused on the future and what it's going to be like as your daughter grows up or do you feel like that you know that's something that you know is very static and and this system is 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 good enough to be able to continue to grow and scale with her as well
0: yeah um I mean, I think I definitely present my life as much more stable than it actually is. It's definitely...
1: <laughs> don't we all know? I mean, right? I don't know.
0: Um, it's it's constantly like kind of a work in progress. And I'm constantly, you know, trying to figure out like how to be like more productive or more efficient or make things better or whatever it is. Um, and definitely like I've, you know, even from, so when she was like, you know, zero to three months or even four months. Like they really don't. Like babies don't do much at that age. They basically like you breastfeed right. them. They eat and then they sleep. Um, and, and then they maybe. Poop. And they poop. They poop so much. Yep.
1: Um, a lot of poop. It,
0: <laughs> but that's basically it. It's like you know, it's it's it. That's it. And you know, even just like four short months later, now you know she like eating and and pooping is like a much smaller part of her day. Most of her like quote unquote day is like. Uh, crawling around the house and getting into things that she shouldn't get into and you know me playing with her and reading books to her and things like that um, and I definitely think that over time like it's going to continue to be uh, I mean once she starts walking I think we're screwed.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> it you know, d- it but- does get harder it changes
1: very rapidly so you know I think that blocking out your time is a great system but you need to understand that as your your environment changes around you you need to continue to adapt that system i think that's what you're kind of talking about staying on your toes there and understanding that you can always continue to improve that so that's maybe that's tip number 5 you know always stay on top of of you know your your time blocking and 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 continue to improve it as you go along
0: yeah exactly and and also like it's um it's like you want to make the, the tools or the system or whatever, you want to make them work for you. Um, and I know a lot of people use like you know these project management tools. So whether that's Jira or Azana or like Todoist or whatever your, your little process is, um, I find like a lot of times people, um, they have this idea that like, okay, if I use this tool then everything will be better. And as long as I I force myself to do this this way, then my life will be under control. Um, And that's what these apps want you to think, right? Like, that's if you you go to their landing pages, that's what they're selling you on. Um, But really, you have to think about it kind of the opposite, like, uh, make the tool sort of work for you, don't work for the tool. Um, And I, we constantly are, you know, within our organization, like, uh, adjusting how we're using Jira and making sure that um, it's not a burden, right? Like yeah. it's something that's, that's supposed to make us more efficient and better um, and more transparent and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, if we're all like forcing ourselves to do something, you know, are we really gaining anything from it?
1: Yeah, I, I think that's a great way to kind of cap off our conversation here is make the tool work for you. Don't work for the tool, I think that's amazing. Yeah. I, that, that's really great advice. And I think the tips that you've provided here today uh, have, uh, will I think really, be, they'll be helpful to me. I hope they're very helpful to, to my audience in, in understanding e- ways to balance their family life with their crypto life or with just their work life in general. So I really thank you for being here today, uh, Taylor, and talking with us a little bit about uh, giving us some insight in those areas that you're, you're dealing with right now.
0: Yeah, you're very, very welcome. And definitely, you know, if anyone listening wants to, like, dive deeper into uh, the fact that I had a baby while running a company or, you know, tools or, or whatever, um, I'm definitely, like, always around. The best place to grab a hold of me is is Twitter. Um, it's, like, at MyCrypto or at Tayvano underscore. So T-A-Y-V-A-N-O underscore. I'm sorry. Um um, but yeah, I love talking about this kind of stuff, and I really, really do help, hope that it's it's helpful to to everyone that's listening.
1: Perfect. Well, I definitely encourage people to check out Taylor and check out my crypto uh, on their website, or you know, follow them on Twitter as well. Uh, I think that's all we have for today, folks. Until next time, stash that crypto, friends.